0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at slash with Amex.
1: outpost podcast a proud member of sports drink network it is april 3rd 2022 this is tom coming to you from sawdust studios in the washington dc outpost nick joins me from the houston outpost and we are happy to have david here for our long promised quarterback show first i wanted to say hi to some people as you know i work for a medical association and we held a leadership conference yesterday in town i was asked to talk so i subjected the audience of rising leaders to my presentation And at the risk of embarrassing myself and maybe getting fired i did plug the podcast so it's possible that some of them will check it out if only out of morbid curiosity if that's the case i want to thank all the aga ford and future leaders i hope you enjoyed the weekend and i hope to see you in may in san diego
2: welcome ladies and gentlemen we're glad to have any newcomers to the podcast that we can possibly get aboard uh, on this uh this afternoon of information dissemination because we're gonna tell everybody what's up with these quarterbacks whether you're Steelers fans or not but while we're talking about gut health let's talk about athletic greens tons of people take a multivitamin and it's important to choose one that is top quality or as I like to say in the industry top drawer with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics And adaptogens. I'll say it twice, Dad, so you don't repeat it. Adaptogens to help start your day right. Look, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season or really, as the case is, allergy season down here in Houston where everything is covered in a yellow dusting of pollen and it's pretty brutal. But Athletic Greens will help you with just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you need. No need for a a million different pills and supplements and acupuncture or whatever to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to fans. You can talk to athletes and insiders and podcasters and other humans in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Share the majesty of the the greatest team ever assembled in NFL history after the Steelers nailed this draft. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group.
1: Hey, listen, I think this is going to be a great episode because there was controversy in our pre-pod planning We tried to order these quarterbacks in terms of worst to best. And uh, you generally agreed that there is one point of contention that I think might come out in this discussion.
2: David, first questions first. Everybody says this quarterback class sucks. Is that hype true or false? How did you feel like in general about the class?
3: Uh, Overall, I don't think my entire outlook on the draft changed too much with the quarterbacks after looking at them uh a little bit more encouraged i would say but overall my uh the general overview of all five of them that we're going to look at today kind of stayed the same in my opinion maybe one or two movements but overall pretty similar to what we thought in the beginning
2: yeah i was impressed with a few things there's a couple butts on these guys there's some butts that pack some power (laughs) there's some dumpers on these guys and let me tell you what that means is I was surprised with some of the break tackles from some of the shorter guys in particular. Um, but what I thought in general was number one, I think the quarterback class is ranked accurately, but not so not so much that like it sucks. It's just it doesn't compare to the last few years. Damn, like the last like six years, it feels like, where there have been some really bona fide guys. I feel like the issue with this class is I'm looking at my notes here. It's such a modern class, and I just feel like they're all these qbs sort of play like young ben roethlisberger but without the talent the the level of talent or the size and what that i i mean it's like it's playground extend plays and try to throw to guys who are already open but you can only get away with that if you're a freak show like roethlisberger russell wilson i feel like these guys aren't quite at that level malik probably would be but he's short and that's that's an issue uh corral might be as well but he's sort of slight and that's sort of an issue so what did you think about just the general style of quarterback player do you did that resonate with you at all
3: what you started off with i completely agree the first i would, I would say at least four out of five of them uh i gotta give it to them they're tough kids they uh they yeah. take hits, they lower their shoulders Seriously. and they get right back up Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into them individually, but overall, like the general consensus I had at the end was like, these guys kind of like, they, they take the punishment they really get right back up and it's not a big problem for them. So I think that's more of a modern day quarterback thing that we're moving into more and more, which is, uh, they're, they're more used to taking a big hit and it not affecting them throughout the game.
2: Yeah. The butts, the The dumpers.
3: dumpers. Yeah. We we got some big guys guys here. Uh, yeah, not exactly. maybe Even not height but they uh no they got some thick thick bodies to them
2: thick haunches yes. as
3: there a word. there
2: we go there but speaking of haunches they run it's like a lot of chicken with your head cut off I felt like and I was with you or I came away actually like impressed with the individual athletes like damn these guys can run pretty well everybody's got a pretty good arm uh, exactly what you said wow they're really tough And then immediately, like, you're – almost none of them are going to be able to, like, get away with this at the NFL level. And what's happening right now is, as I've noticed doing these episodes over the last few years, I feel like it's getting harder to analyze quarterbacks in the draft, even though I didn't really do it, you know, semi-seriously until the past few years anyways. But number one is the spread offense thing where they're all running four freaking plays. It's not just the fact that they're not calling plays in the huddle. It's that they just don't have to make a ton of reads, and there's so many screens – that it's hard to tell, like, how are they going to be? I don't know the guy. Like, how is he going to be able to adjust in the NFL when you can't get away with as much of that? And then the second thing was what I was saying before, where it's like they're leaning so much on athleticism and extending plays and then throwing to guys who are already open, where it's tough for me to tell, like, who's going to have anticipation. Like, Mac Jones and Joe Burrow were these rare examples where you could see it in college, and then guys like, Zach Wilson or Kyler Murray, their arm talent and scrambling talent was so phenomenal that you're like, well, that that's already a ton to work off of.
3: Yeah, t- uh, totally. I think it's just the transformation that is happening with these quarterbacks. It is getting harder and harder to um, evaluate them. It's more like, okay, which boxes do they check? Do they have the arm power? Can they check that one? Can they move with their feet? How are they processing it? But now it, we're... We're going more to, um, besides Desmond Ritter, I would say the the other ones move around, make things happen, and um, it's going to be a big thing of where they go to. I think the development is so much more important now. They can have all the tools, like all the quarterbacks, they can all make a lot of them can make the throws, but it's how do they handle the tutoring that they get in those first couple years, and then. It really comes down to because none of them really can process an nfl offense besides like burrow and mac jones they were already in it before when they came into it most of them were dealing with the spread thing where it's get the ball out but and let the playmakers run with it
2: right and if you have the 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 spread thing i just need some other i don't want to say transcendent but like elite qualities to be able to feel very comfortable in these evaluations where like i was saying with with Zach Wilson, the throwing is so phenomenal. Uh, and even with Justin Fields and, and Trevor Lawrence, who's, whose throwing has question marks, which is weird, you know, people, I guess the other thing about this process is, famous quarterbacks, people just can't get it through their head. If you're a famous quarterback, which is Ohio State, USC, Alabama, and you had a good season as a freshman, you can't tell anybody anything except for they're the next guy. It makes sense in regular businesses. Oh, my gosh, if this kid's doing this at 18, imagine what he'll be at at 22. But it's not like it's not always the case, right? That's why people couldn't see Josh Allen refuse to see. Actually, I say like angrily refused to see it, which is wild. And then with, with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I feel like when you watch those guys, oh, their size and speed and poise they're NFL first round quarterbacks for sure but also their throwing's a little wonky they have hitchy motions when let's look at the best quarterbacks Brady Rogers Ben Allen Mahomes all of them have smooth throwing motions so you can't tell me when you watch Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence that they have extremely s- smooth throwing motions that we should just overlook that so I guess dad before I'll let you queue up the actual list here that's the big thing and why I love this quarterback study is because so many people are tainted by just the fame of the player.
3: Totally agree. And like early yeah, success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Trevor Lawrence should have three Super Bowls with how much hype he had with his team. Right. It's, like, <laughs> like, it's just it's, like you said, yeah, you have that one good year and that kind of will lead you until you get to the NFL, but you still have to do it in the NFL. Through yeah. that.
1: All right, I do have my own opinion about who should be added to this list. I'm sure he would be rated further than last place on your guys' list, so we'll wait. We'll wait on him. Uh, But I think you both agree with the bottom of this list. The begin begins with Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati.
2: Yes, Desmond Ritter. So here's my pitch on Desmond Ritter, David, second sexiest quarterback in the class, and I mean that in the fact of like in his pads. Like he's the only one who I look at on the field. I'm like, ah, quarterback. What is he, like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like 215, looks apart. He's very smooth. He has a lizard-like appearance, not in his face, but in his pads where he kind of slides around the pocket. All these guys kind of do that. And I feel like the thing with Desmond Ritter is good arm, good mobility, four-year starter, like 90% win percentage. You know, I hate quarterback wins more than any other stat ever. It's absurd um, to put too much emphasis on that. You got to watch how the guy plays, right? But four years and that type of percentage, that that's a pretty nice sample size. Good leader, experienced. But then that's the negative to me is the two big negatives are like, number one, I watched him first because I was really curious about him. His hype's been going up in the past week. When I watched everybody else, I just thought every other quarterback is so much more sudden than Desmond Ritter. The throwing motion, it's good, but its it's a little elongated. There's not a ton of zip on the ball. I know that he, you know, I've watched some clips from our buddy Derek on Twitter and stuff like that, where he does some more processing than the other guys. But then again, with he and Pickett, like I would expect that with their time spent in college. But everything with him is just a little bit slow. The way the ball gets there, and then of course everybody knows the guy has accuracy accuracy issues where he just misses the target a lot. Although I don't think those are irredeemable because his arm is good. It's mostly like a feet thing. So as, like, you can fix accuracy. You can even add some throw power to people. You just can't fix Blake Bortles or Tim Tebow, like guys who can't throw. So with the accuracy thing with him, it's alarming, but I think it could get a little better. What was your overall thought on Ritter?
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, as far as standing in the pocket, he's the prototypical ones that we look for. Six four, stands up tall, looks like your uh, typical quarterback. Um, I thought he was... I, I think he is elongated. He kind of drops his the ball and then brings it back up when he, when he yeah. uh, lets it go. That is, I think, a big of an issue. Um, I think out of all the ones we're going to talk to, I would say the least athletic, though. He can move he can move around, but he, I think he's the right. least athletic out of all of them. Uh, yeah. And the other thing you, you touched on is his accuracy issues. The accuracy issues are because his footwork is abysmal. It's he doesn't step into throws. He misses high. He misses yes. low. It's just not um, it's not very crisp, like you said. And I I would agree as for a general rule of thumb, it's kind of just a little bit slower than everyone else. And I don't know how well that will translate to the NFL if he can get it to get the footwork down. I mean, obviously you can work on that. Um, right. We'll see. It also makes I me can, worry. I think Sims touched on it. Uh, his one of his wide receivers was very, very good, and he didn't really take advantage of that. So, if that's part of the processing thing, that I mean, you gotta you gotta figure out a matchup and take advantage of it throughout the game.
2: Yeah. So let's talk. What what is that guy's Alec name? Pierce. Alex? Something. Yeah, dude, Alec Pierce. He's a beast. We should talk. He is fantastic. I think Chris Sims compared him to Jordy Nelson, and Sims is good about not just comparing white guys to white guys. Like he he brought up the Andy Isabella, and people like it's the next Julian Edelman. It's like, well, this guy runs a four three. Julian
3: Completely was good players. at
2: everything else. Yeah. They they don't have anything in common except for this. one thing. <laughs> So, but he's not being lazy there. He's like the six three big receiver who goes Strides. vertical, which Jordy was so good at. Uh, and they're both great at high pointing and back shouldering. So that was cool. Okay, so closing thoughts on Desmond Ritter, because I think in the past we've had the tendency to sit on all these players, you know, do 20 minutes on each player, and I think we sort of covered it. There is something really attractive to him, but I like what you said about the the footwork. I have it written down here. He's a guy who throws way too much off of his back foot for a guy who can't make back foot throws. He just can't do it. And the other thing is his throws to the flat scare Mm. me. I mean, he just – he misses. he's one of those guys who like – I always say this is, as I got older, I realized the tremendously underrated part about Tom Brady and Drew Brees game, just because, you know, especially just being frustrated about the lack of credit Ben would get. And you'd watch these guys, he'd be like, okay, well, they're great at this, but they're, and, and you realize the swing pass in the screen is an art. And I mean, like, not the running back screen, more the receiver screen where like, you have to put the ball on such a trajectory and a perfect spiral with the perfect speed and pacing, where that the guy can just catch it and go. And Brady and Breeze and you know Rodgers every time. Even Mahomes, like it doesn't go like that all the time. Mahomes, Ben, uh, Allen, but they're very natural with those swing passes. And I think where the bigger quarterbacks get in trouble is like you try to aim it a little bit because you're so close, and it's like a different throwing motion. And this and Ritter. It was awkward on a lot of those swing passes. He threw a lot of dangerous passes into the flat too. A couple that almost got picked six, and the guys just dropped it in their hand. So, I just think
3: you, you got to be able to put, put all that together. You got to be able to put touch on those, and I don't think he has that touch. And it's kind of his throwing yes. motion. It's kind of how he moves in the pocket. But like uh, I know you said wide receiver, but even just like if you have a if you have six or seven blitzing at you, and you get that little flip over to the running back in the in the flat. I mean, that's a 10- to 20-yard gain sometimes, and, like, I mean, James White has made a living off of that, and if you can get it, 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 there's a big difference between leading that guy perfectly and dropping it into a bucket and letting him run rather than him having to turn his body around or, like, change how his feet are going because then that just allows the defender to catch up to him. So it it may seem like a small part of, uh, like, the game. Like, you don't think of a little flip over the... Defenseman, mm-hmm. but if you can make it, I mean, if you if you can't make it, that that really kind of you're already starting at a pretty low point.
2: It just shows me that you're not like a supernatural yeah. thrower, which is the thing I'm most interested yeah. in in quarterback prospects. And I think just to wrap it up here, let me know if you have anything else. But before I move to the next guy, but he sort of seems to me that's a guy that's like a great big athlete who's got. A spectacular voice he is best voice best voice of any of the of the quarterbacks let's say that he's always got some you know something going on in there it's cool you know people are gonna follow that but he's a big guy he's a good athlete he's a smart guy and then he played four years so and to not fix some of those nuances in four years I'm like, eh, that's kind of a little bit of a red flag Kenny Pickett sort of the same way but I just think everything's a little bit labored for him and that just feels like you're, you're asking for a lot to improve off of a guy who's, who's played a lot already. So to me, I don't know if I'm putting my name out there, if it makes me scared. I'm like, it seems like a good backup quarterback, but like I it, just, it wasn't explosive enough for me. So that's my thoughts generally on Desmond Ritter, our fifth-rated quarterback for the draft.
1: Let's move up one rung to the fourth-rated quarterback, and I think there might be a little bit of controversy about the rating of this guy. This is Sam Howell from UNC, 6'1", 218 pounds.
2: Okay, David. So here's the question. This is on our pregame show when we we talked about this. I I had a really tough time. I'm sorry. First off, to my aunt Jane, if she's listening to this, dad's sister, she loves Kenny Pickett. We love Kenny Pickett too. He's awesome. We're just analyzing. We're just looking at this. If Kenny Pickett comes to the Steelers, he'll be the best quarterback in history. You know, it's all about your situation. But if he's not on the Steelers, we gotta we gotta judge him this way. I had a really tough time choosing between Howell and Pickett at this spot because i thought that howell again was just so much more sudden and urgent in his throwing and 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 in his like just the zip on the ball in general um what so what do you think about sam howell in general and why is he at this spot and i guess let's do some goods with the bads too yeah um what makes him better than ritter and what makes him not at the top level
3: he can use his legs a lot more uh, he's a thick boy. He almost runs like a, like a fullback kind of, I mean, he's, yeah, he's not scared to take a bunch of hits. So he, he he's good in that sense. Um, he is a smaller guy, so he, he's different and in that category. Uh, I think he has a little, I don't, his throwing motion's a little unorthodox to me. Um, I'm sure it's something that he can improve on. And then I think here's a... A little bookmark on that. Our buddy Derek the Kid again. He's
2: doing awesome work on Twitter. Steelers guy. He pointed out that Sam Howell is addicted to patting the
3: ball. Oh yeah, patting the ball, and, and then so when, it, when he yeah. uh, he'll throw off his back foot a lot, and kind of same for Ritter. Can't do it. He can't afford to throw off his back foot as much as he does, right. and that's gonna. in yeah. the NFL, that's gonna you're gonna get they're gonna make you pay for that over and over again. So I, I saw that. Unfortunately, to me, Sam Howell. In two to three years, screams like a great backup quarterback.
2: Yeah, if he could be like a Case Keenum,
3: that's what I see. I just don't see long time tenure starter with Sam Howell.
2: And why don't you see that from from him? Like in a nutshell, because to me it's like, if you're going to be short, we're we're finding out that they're having trouble. Like that's not gone. It's just, you can have a short quarterback now when it used to be like you literally can't have one. But we've only had two successful ones, and it's freaking Breeze and Wilson because Jury's still out on Kyler Murray. I mean, obviously, he's super talented. But yeah, to me, it's like if you're going to be short, you need something else. His arm is good. I actually, I really like I, I almost thought that people were underrating his arm. It's not Baker Mayfield good, though. Baker's got a cannon. And Baker's another one, though. When you're those short guys and you don't have the Kyler Murray flick thing. You got to get your body into it. So it's not quite as strong as Baker Mayfield's. As a runner, it terrifies me because I'm with you. Like, he runs like a fullback. Like, he thinks he can truck people, and then he actually does. And here's the thing that that messed me up about him is, did he run 30 times against Notre Dame? I don't know if you watched the Notre Dame one, but he was doing fine. Yeah. You're, you're trucking Notre Dame guys. You're carrying them. It's like, well, if you can – and that's where the dumper comes in, man. I mean, the guy's got a big butt. I think it's got power behind it. And I'm like, well, I guess you can. You'll, you'll be okay from a durability standpoint. But you, he's not fast or quick enough to make room with that. And I just, I know he played in a really dumb offense in, at UNC. But like, he's a guy who just relies too much on freelancing and doesn't have elite running and doesn't have elite throwing. But I think obviously he's a good leader. Oh, look at this. Another four year starter or another guy like started as a freshman. And you get it in your head that he's going to be the guy. But yeah, I was impressed definitively. Yeah. He reminds me like a case Keenum who is like a, I would rather have Sam Howell than Mitch Trubisky. That's for sure. Like I'm not saying I want them to draft him. I do not want them to draft him. I'll be pissed, but at least he's a natural thrower and he pushes the ball down the field and he's a good leader and he's durable and everything like that. But there's just not enough elite qualities for a guy who plays Sam lot like that.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he, he, he can put some zip on the ball. But there's just too many inaccuracy issues with him. Um, yeah, I just.
2: His scrambling's pretty crazy. Like,
3: yeah, I, think I wasn't he might lying. Have the most he runs Houdini's like a of All of the, I mean. in
2: like, he's awesome at the little serpent. All oh, these guys are good at this. But he had the most in the few games that I watched of like, did you just weave him between three or four guys? So that is where yeah. I think you and I agreed. We didn't talk at all this week about the quarterbacks. We talked right before this one. And it's like. I did find myself being impressed that these guys were able to do that. I just am positive that that won't translate. And then the last thing is like, look, we're talking about lazy comparisons. Here's one that's not lazy. The Baker Mayfield thing's weird, okay? They're the same guy. They're the same guy. Baker's a little douchier with the stronger arm.
3: They look the same. And Sam, Sam they, Howell? Sam yeah, Howell. Yeah, I think Sam Howell can just run a little bit more, a little bit more than Baker, but they're very similar.
2: They're the same. Baker's got a strong – they got the same stupid beer. They got the flak jacket, the little Pillsbury throwboy thing going on. It's – that's a red flag, okay? And not even because Baker Mayfield's bags. Baker Mayfield's talented, and people were laughing about the rumors of him going to the Steelers. And I was like, am I the only one who's like – I mean, I'd rush much rather have him than Mr. Bisky. <laughs> but it's just weird from a I-don't-trust-you standpoint. Like, are you Baker Mayfield?
3: Because I, I, if you are, you're already on a team, dude. I, I think we've answered our question here. I mean, the two names that we've thrown out are Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you if you want them there to go, go. go, that's it. Yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, the
1: player that uh, Aunt Jane has been waiting for, <sighs> Kenny Pickett from Pitt, six three two seventeen.
2: He went to Pitt first thing, David. Before I toss it to you, does Pitt have the sickest uniforms in all of sports? Uh, the blue yellow ones. Oh. Yeah, That's we've been filthy. we've been praising the Chargers. And you're like, well, it's Pitt's own fault for going away from them for a decade or so. But those blue yellows, they're so yeah, glorious. They're, yeah. I I have the sweat. I have my dad's Pitt sweatshirt in in the in the closet right now. It's one of my workout sweatshirts. It is yellow with the blue. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. No, those colors are outstanding. Spectacular. Yep. What did you think about Kenny Pickett? I mean, he, people have talked so much about him that it's it's hard not to have a pre uh, formed opinion of the guy. But what did you think when you actually watched a few games?
3: I thought Kenny is, um, Kenny is what he is. He, he's, he's not going to improve that much more. He just doesn't have that, uh, the high ceiling and you can see it with his arm, but he's fun to watch. He can still, he makes plays with his legs too. It's kind of a common theme with all these guys. They can all do it. It's not their best thing, but they can, still keep you in athletically, which is kind of the new age NFL. Um, his accuracy is his best quality. He he can definitely throw. Yeah. He's a natural. He's a thrower. natural thrower. When you wear two gloves, I get concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he has, I think out of everyone, he has good subtle movement in the pocket and awareness. Um, as far as not wanting to, take two reads and then directly run if he's running he still have his has his head up looking downfield trying to make a throw yeah which I think is a little bit different than some of them um we'll get to the other two but I thought that was a little bit more encouraging where he is still kind of more like Sam Corral we're talking about running like a fullback Kenny Pickett's not doing that he's looking up downfield and trying to make a make a play to one of his, his uh receivers
2: right yeah it's the low ceiling thing for me and it's like low ceiling always comes from arm particularly right like you can learn how to throw harder but not that much harder i actually thought of something with the gloves because the gloves always freaked me out too i don't like it but then i remember like oh damn kurt warner wore the glove and then you know who else wore a glove for the first few years of his career is ben that's true. when it got cold but that's because ben we always talk about it he's like he's like this crazy like a little bit of a head case as a quarterback in terms of like he was very hot and cold like if he got cold, it was surprising. Like he'd have a worse day than you'd see Tom or Aaron have. But when he got hot, he was literally on. St- he'd throw six touchdowns back to back games. He'd go nuclear in these pinpoint throws downfield. So the glove thing to me was almost more of a mental. Like oh, I worked in Pittsburgh a it a few times, and then eventually he he stopped wearing it. And sometimes you'll see him bust it out, and sometimes you don't. But uh, obviously a much stronger man. So I guess there has been a little bit more success with the glove than what I thought. But it is a little weird. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Again, for a guy who's like 29 years old and has been playing in college for a decade, to bail on so many reads when you don't have a great arm and your legs are like – I guess all these quarterbacks are like Ryan Tannehill scramblers. And, and Ryan may be faster than these guys too. But like Alex Smith, these functional scramblers. Like, but you're not Lamar. You're not Kyler. And, uh, and Malik Willis isn't that either. He's a different kind. But, um, yeah, it alarms me. You you wish you saw more Joe Burrow and Mac Jones from Kenny Pickett with the reads and standing in the pocket and taking hits while he hits people at 20-yard dig routes and those kind of things you saw from those players, which, damn, it's so rare. It's really crazy that those two guys came out back-to-back, not that I'm saying Mac is, you know, all respect to Mac, not that I'm saying he's Joe Burrow, but it's weird that there was two quarterbacks who had that specific type of skill set. Just like it's a little weird that Allen and and Mahomes came out at similar times, like, Oh, the two best arms we've, we've seen. So you just wish that Kenny Pickett had more of that cerebral nature, especially given how old he is. Um, But he bails the pocket a lot too. And an announcer pointed out something when he runs to the right, he runs to keep his eyes up to throw, like you're saying. When he runs to the left, he's almost always just he's gonna run. He's gonna Can't run. make that throw because it's gonna pop out of his little T Rex hand. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard McAfee talk about the hypothetical meeting between the Panthers and uh, and Kenny Pickett when those pictures of the Panthers measuring his hands it goes like this. <clears throat> Here's the Panthers GM. This is McAfee's bit, so you should just YouTube this. But goes. Come here, boy. Get over here, boy. Just put your hand on that pigskin. Let me see that. All right, boy. Good. I basically just call him yeah. boy a lot. And it's like, let me see the hand on my pigskin. <laughs> I need to see it in person. Ha! All right. And, but I really do. I need to see the hand on the pigskin. So I like Kenny. The only reason why I'd be pumped if we drafted him is the pit thing, and that's sort of fun. Um, and maybe you could win the Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett if you had a Jimmy G – or Carson or um, Jared Goff type of run. Like, he might be a little better than those guys because I like his aggression more than those two quarterbacks. But, oh, my gosh, things would have to go so right. But I guess I'm just telling you that's the story I would tell myself if they do end up drafting Kenny Pickett. It's like, okay, they're going all in to win the Super Bowl within the next five years while he's on his rookie contract. We're going to spend... 40 million over the cap like the saints we're gonna still have cam hayward try and win the super bowl with him and and all these guys in their prime so that's the positive i would say that's probably what i would think if they do draft kenny Pickett. it's like he's gonna be like a five-year quarterback and then you know go so yeah he's cool though great flow great flow yeah great lettuce.
3: My, my big my biggest negative on him is he gets a little panicky when uh yeah they start sending some blitz at him and um you're 40 dude <laughs> these are kids just chill
2: out
1: yeah well moving up to the second rung of the ladder is Matt Corral of Ole Miss 6'2 212 pounds
2: again so Malik's number one for our list today do you any Steelers fans out there you think we would do you wrong of course Malik's gonna be number one that's our guy Malik Tomlin basically I couldn't choose between Matt Corral and Malik Willis at number one, because first off, both of those guys have the best arms of the group and are the most natural quick release throwers. So I have, but there were some incredible things with Matt Corral. What is your first impression of the guy besides how attractive he is? He's, he's great looking quarterback. You can't have, I had nightmares of Carson Wentz coming to the Steelers, dude. You should. He does. not You should. That's not a quarterback. Okay, he's the Sam Cassell of quarterbacks, but he can't play. Is that the guy, the basketball player, the yeah. alien? Yeah. This guy, Corral, this looks like a quarterback, yeah. all right? What do you think in
3: general about him? I think he is the, out of all of them, the dude I would want leading a team. I think he's got, use PFT's where he's got that moxie. Uh, he's a moxie yeah. quarterback, I think. I thought you were gonna use Billy's yeah. <laughs> uh, term. <laughs> I saw. Um, I watched a couple Ole Miss games just because I like. I'm, I like Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin just throws the ball constantly, yeah. and th- every scores every scores like fifty five to fifty four. Um, so I did watch a bunch of their games. They were always in close games, and it was always kind of the other team yeah. would go down the field score. Ole Miss has to do the same. Yep. So it was a bunch of offense, and it kind of highlighted Matt Corral's best things and he will get the ball out quick he's got the quickest release i think out of out of this entire class it the ball it's a flick it comes out real quick uh he's got a good deep ball puts good touch on it i just i just think he's a gamer out of all of them i think he's the biggest gamer and another tough similar to sam howe and he is not built like sam howe he takes hits just as much and runs the same way kind of Kind of blows my mind how he throws his body around i was surprised about his height i thought he was shorter yeah. he just looks shorter to me on the field but yeah. doesn't really play like it which is uh impressive
2: he this these top two guys are really the only two guys in this class that have some elite categories mm-hmm. and maybe that's where you change your mind about the class because like with with matt corral i don't think this is hyperbolic i'm gonna give an asterisk to this comparison he is bar none the most accurate quarterback i've seen on slants and little rpo throws since drew Brees is the only other guy i could think of now he doesn't have nearly drew Brees' well-rounded game that drew Brees had at purdue where he's already reading defenses he had, drew attack downfield he was so much more of a sophisticated quarterback so i'm definitely not saying that Matt Krause, Drew breeze, but the level of accuracy—it was disturbing. It made me uncomfortable. Again, what? This is, this, this can't be rigged. Can you just see him, him hitting
3: slants to Deontay? Just over, boom, and over. boom,
2: boom. Yeah, exactly. And Chase, well, that's what Matt Canada wants to run. That's all we do. And Ben was like, "What the hell is an RPO? All right, let me see how I do this thing." Ben. I'm like Ben, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> let me do it. I'll do your stupid ass offense. Whatever. Let. The boy, throw deep, Canada. I don't want to say all these stupid bands. is like, well, I'm feeling a little old. I just want to take a two-step drop. Hey, listen, boy. I mean, sir. Canada would have to call him sir. Tomlin could say, boy, if you wanted You need to throw the ball deep. All right? Slang it. But back to Matt Corral. Anyways, the, the accuracy and the decision-making on the RPOs is incredible. So that's what makes it so tough to look at these damn quarterbacks is all the RPOs. Yeah. But his is going to translate day one to the NFL. He's fantastic at that, and he fires the ball with such zip. Perfect spiral every time. Always, like, through the outstretched hands of the D-end or the middle linebacker who's jumping up. He just has a knack for hitting those passes. And then as far as the scrambling, is he the best scrambler of the bunch? He just – he's he reminds me – he has a lot of Zach Wilson in him, except Zach Wilson – has and that glorious flick and crazy. the arm is oh, so flexible and he's a back foot yeah. guy and the the throwing is just gorgeous from Zach. Where it's not like that with Corral, but it's it's excellent and it's the thing where like they're both six two, but they look a little frail and that to me, that's probably the number one worry about him because I think what other people are going to say is like, and you look at Dan Orlovsky's had great breakdowns of these quarterbacks on Twitter. Like none of these quarterbacks have read a play in, in their entire life. And that's the problem with him, too. He reads the RPO, but he definitely doesn't read the field. He definitely bails too quickly. But he has that Zach Wilson thing where it's like I called everybody else Ryan Tannehill as a runner, which is great. But Zach and this guy, like, oh, man, if the Red Seas part and they step up in that pocket, they can zip downfield in a a hurry. And so do you think he's the best scrambler of the group?
3: I think him and Malik are pretty close. I think Malik has a little more wiggle to him. Yeah, yeah uh, I think definitely. he can make someone miss a little bit more in the open field. But uh, speed, I don't know. I don't know if some of them didn't even run. I don't know if Malik didn't run the 40. I don't know if uh, Matt Corral did. Should tell you a lot, by the way. True. I think that did tell you. You're not Lamar. No, I think that did tell you something. You right. didn't want to see that number. Um, yeah,
2: exactly. I think that Corral's – Straight think, and line Corral might. I think might... said this, but like straight yeah. line. Yeah. He has so many. It actually reminded me of when Justin Herbert played the Steelers mm-hmm. this year. And he just crucified the Steelers in the fourth quarter on those runs mm. when they were playing man, which was cool. It's like, yeah, hey, we, we played man for the second time in 10 years. But then those plays when the defense turns their back and now the modern quarterback's like, oh, I'm just going to go. And like, 20, oh, 30 man, yards. he eats up ground so yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah, so that was awesome. His feet are incredible in the pocket. His release and his zip are excellent. Now, you, you need to send me the clips you found of him throwing downfield because I would say the only things that concern me are – uh, his his frame I know people have said he's bigger in person and I do trust that because they were people who were scouts like where we were like ah, he looks small and then you see him like oh, okay I feel a little bit better about this guy but it is a little concerning especially in Pittsburgh you, they love the big guys um and I just didn't see him attack downfield enough and I know that that's partially their offense, but that's like the number one, one of the number one things I want to see from a quarterback is deep digs and posts and go routes, and I just didn't see enough from that from him. But like I said, to draft a quarterback in the first round, I need something elite, and that quickness mixed with the incredible accuracy and decision making on the RPO and short stuff is, is elite to me. But you got to send me some of the deep stuff. I, I saw some good deep passes, but maybe I'm just so used to Roethlisberger and Brady. Watch the
3: and- uh, watch the Ole Miss Arkansas game. Not even yeah. to watch him, just watch that. It was like the craziest college football game ever. I think the score yeah. <laughs> was like sixty-three to fifty-seven. They just kept going back and forth, but he hit a couple. Um, he, he hit a couple deep uh, plays there.
2: I guess the last thing I'll say to close uh, with him, unless you have anything else, is I guess he doesn't read the field that much, you know, especially coming from that yeah. offense. And the only way to tell that is like. I need to watch some interviews of him at least to feel like I don't really know what his personality is so much. Have you heard anything about that? I
3: think he's a, I think he's a fiery to guy. Good I think he's a pretty. I know he punched somebody in the face one time. Like I said, he's a fiery guy. All right, sometimes <laughs> things happen. Ta-
2: he's got arm tattoos. Yeah. All right, so that might be not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you need the calm guys. You want the calm guys. So I really would w- wonder about that. Although Pittsburgh would immediately love him for punching a guy in the face. That yeah. Way. Honestly, like, I don't Dad, know. Dad, were you trying to weigh in? Dad's like, "Yep, yeah. yep, put him in." No, I think well, I guess
1: the the least best kept secret for our number one choice is Malik Willis of Liberty, six foot uh, and a half inch. You, you know, guys, just as an aside, I did go back and look at the quarterbacks from last year. This is a shrimpy bunch of quarterbacks compared to at least last year. And yeah. even taking Trevor Lawrence out of, you know, screwing up the average, they were totally. still... Almost all over
2: 6'3". Yes, that was, the, that was the issue with last year's quarterbacks class, where I was in love with Zach Wilson, and I thought you had the other three guys who were the identical prospect. Lance, Fields, and, and uh, uh, what's his name? Lawrence. They're massive. They're godlike athletes. And that alone is a legit reason to put you in the first round. All three of them have throwing inconsistencies and kind of goofy releases. So that was that, that, that class. And then there was Mac chilling on the side, getting disrespected the entire time and would be playing in the super bowl for the 49ers this year. (laughs) If, uh, Shanahan didn't let people get talked out of it, but now he's going to be throwing to Devontae Parker. So let me ask you why Malik over corral and like, what was your feeling after finally watching this super hyped up guy?
3: So I honestly don't know if it is Malik ahead of corral. Um, I think they're very. I, I, it may be a one A one B kind of scenario, and that's just what it might be. It. Um, I think with Malik, I think he's got obviously the biggest arm in the in the entire draft. It's a cannon. Uh, it's yeah. It's effortlessly. But. Effortless is a big. Word, uh, yeah. it's a terrible words. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm no. I agree. I'm like
2: he's an easy thrower, easy thrower. with a yeah. gun which is kind of why you put him at number one a little bit. I think bit. he's
3: also a hard scout because their offensive line was atrocious and so they were bad. so bad and he got destroyed. Like I watched the Ole Miss Liberty game. Ole Miss is not a good yes. defense. They ran yeah. o- they ran over him and he was throwing with people the entire time in his face. Um, he does take off after one or two reads. I also, again, yeah. I, that's a similar thing to most of these people uh yes the, that's the theme this yeah, year abso- yeah absolutely um the two negatives i thought and it's honestly like his positive becoming a negative with some of these guys with the big arm i a la jo- josh allen they miss high when they have it yeah. they miss high and they miss high often uh josh allen was able to get that down and now he's a very very accurate thrower if you can find a way to get it down Awesome, because then you're you're leading with the power and you're using the accuracy and the touch now and you're all putting it together yep. and that's awesome. You have a stud as far as Josh Allen goes. And then um, the other thing when you have a big arm, you trust your arm too much and you think that yeah. you can't – I mean, yes, you can make every throw. Should you make every throw? No, and that's what you have to learn and which one's not to make and which one's to make.
2: And I think the throw – that accuracy thing, I wouldn't be that worried just like Josh Allen, because the throwing, the arm and the legs are so natural. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy can throw. He's na- he naturally, he's probably good at baseball. He's it's it's a it's not the flick thing of, of you know Murray and Rogers and Wilson and, and Allen th- himself, but it's such an easy throwing motion. It's Ben Brady that kind, those kind of guys, um, and that's why I think that can get fixed because you definitely can tweak that kind of stuff.
3: Now, what do you think about the scrambling? I, th- I mean as are you saying it's not as good as advertised I'm saying it's really good but I he's not as fast I'm just, as people just worry about his
2: size. He's nice he's not he's not super he's fast not he's not as an fast, fast as, awesome as people runner, think
3: though. that he is yeah no. he is an awesome runner he can make people miss he has a great juke yes uh he's very he's yep. very wiggly he's a he's a shiftier Russell Wilson as far as like,
2: oh, that's a great, yeah, that's yeah. A great Russell
3: comparison. Russell isn't going to make anyone miss. He can escape the pocket. He can get out. He can even put distance yeah. on like a defensive lineman or a linebacker in the open field. Malik can do all of those, but Russell he can Wilson also shake a little bit.
2: I was saying earlier, the only six feet quarterbacks to succeed are Breeze and Wilson. And like, damn, there's a lot of similarities. Not in their college careers at all. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson playing for two like premier programs, but. Yeah, if he could learn how to play like Russell Wilson, which I know is like he likes to throw bombs down the sideline. That's all Russell Wilson does. If he can do the Russell Wilson spin thing, you know, where he fades back, someone comes and he spins out to his opposite side and rolls out to the left and then throws bombs. Like, just do that every play. We're good with that. They want that in Pittsburgh. But, yes, I thought his scrambling really good, but I just want to urge people to like it's not Lamar and Kyler or, or Allen. We've had three of the greatest scrambling quarterbacks. I mean, the position's changing, so we're going to continually get these guys. But we have three of the greatest scramblers ever come out, you know, in five years. So he's not their level, but he reminds me a little bit of like Trey Lance. Trey Lance probably has more speed. Uh, s- speed. Yeah, I agree. And he's, but he's bigger. So here's my thing with Malik. I would be excited if the Steelers' first-round pick is Malik or Corral. And I'll be excited if they traded up for one of those guys uh, as long as if, – if they traded, like, a first and a third, you know, because when people always thought they traded two firsts, like, no, you didn't. You swapped firsts first off, and then you gave them another first. So it's not – you know, what, we were using that pick anyways. Now it's higher. Um, So I like it. – I'd be excited because of – the number one thing that excites me about Malik is his throwing. It's it's not this – the running's like, a plus. The number one thing that worries me, it's a tie, his height. Because like I said, over the past few years, with Baker and Kyler faltering especially, I've become a little bit more worried about the height thing. And the other thing that worries me is like, Is he broken already because of that terrible offensive line and no competition? What I think this year is with quarterbacks is like it's high school quarterbacks are now playing in college where you have these great athletes and some of them are true great throwers like Malik and Crowell, and they don't really learn how to play the position. They learn how to do RPOs like in in Crowell's case, and then they learn how to like hit the first guy or buy time and hit another guy, and the act of staying in a pocket and navigating the pocket and shuffling around and being able to see – over the line and have your arm come at such an angle where passes aren't going to get batted down, that's a whole nother damn game. And that's the thing that I wonder like, because people are going to talk about the Liberty competition. I'm not so concerned with the competition. Be- like, otherwise, you would have never had Ben or Allen or these guys, you know? I'm concerned that, like, is his playing style too wonky? What do you think? Is like I mean, there's no way for us to know, but does that worry you? That did he get ruined because of the crappy offensive line and having to be Superman every
3: week? Yeah, I, like you said, like it's hard to completely tell until he gets to the league. But um, I, I, I think getting hit that much can play that mentally. But I think what like what you're saying is totally true. One, you're dealing with bigger players in the NFL, and we're already talking about a missing high, and we're talking now yeah. we're putting. He's, he's playing from a shorter level, so he's six feet, whatever we want to call it. He's six feet. Uh, if you're already missing high, just sitting in the pocket. If you're gonna miss high, running around, it's probably gonna happen continuously. I do think that that is one thing though that can be coached out with uh, with the players like him, Josh Allen, with that have these such such big arms, and they just kind of need to hear yeah. it the right way or be taught the right way, like so, something that clicked for him where it's like, I do have this big arm. I don't need to throw a piss missile every single time I throw the ball. Like I can take a little bit off of it, still put the good velocity on it, but it doesn't sail out of my hand when I throw it.
2: But Liberty made him have that happen. Yeah. Right. And also like, why are you playing like Alabama and Ole Miss all the time? Your receivers are never open, (laughs) which is what we saw with, um, I saw that a lot with Zach Wilson. I mean, he had better ones, but sometimes you see them like it's the slowest receiving core, the slowest bunch of more. Well, let me let me rephrase that: the fastest Mormons, but the slowest receivers yeah. you can get. And same with Allen, like they're not open. Yeah. So this guy, in order to win games, he had to develop these weird little habits. So I do think he's that rare example, like Trey Lance, a little bit, where it's like he he could sit, like if he was on the Steelers. I mean, I don't know if you can sit him behind Trubisky for a full season. People would erupt. But, I mean, at least like six games or so. And I wouldn't mind a full season, honestly. Whereas I'm generally a fan of like, no, no they need to play right away because the only way they get better is by experiencing it. You're just going to have to take the lumps. But, yeah, I guess just to sum it up with Malik Willis, great arm. I love the Russell Wilson comparison because he's thick. Like his scrambling will translate. That's the good thing about him is that, like, yeah, he's not going to be the absolute dominant scrambler, but he could run for 100 yards in a game. He's going to be able to take the beating. You're going to be able to run RPO-type stuff with him, and it could be really effective. Now, can you develop that Russell Wilson killer deep ball and instinct of when to slide and, and not get hit and stuff like that? Because that's what he should just be doing is watching Russell Wilson tape all along, all day long. The last thing is that He's got to be one of those quarterbacks, Ian Corral. It matter, what team are they going to? No. And are the Steelers a team that can develop a quarterback? And one way, I think absolutely not. Their offense has been completely abysmal, revolving door of offensive coordinators for the past few years. Matt Canada hasn't done crap. But then you think of two other things, three things, really. It's the Steelers. It's one of the great franchises. That goes a long way. It's Mike Tomlin, one of the great coaches. That goes a long way. And the skill positions are pretty loaded in Pittsburgh. And by the time this quarterback is in his second year, the offensive line could be really good by that point too. And you know you already got good receivers, good running back, and good tight end. So I I guess I would have to say, like, I think the Steelers, they're in better position now than maybe last year or whatever. They they probably could develop a quarterback. What do you think? Are they a good spot for a quarterback, or does Canada worry you too much?
3: No, I think they are a good spot, um, especially for – one of the early ones my my one question to you should any of these quarterbacks be starting week one on a team
2: i guess it depends on the goods i mean can he pick it probably well you know what i th- i think i am kind of that guy who's like yeah screw it put him in
3: malik is the
2: one yeah i, where I feel like it's a little that's weird, why I, but
3: I don't think any of them will do well yeah, yeah no yeah that's why i asked because i i agree he might a- <laughs> The funny thing is, he probably has the most tools out of all of them, but he might be the one that I would want to sit the most to just get like experience with a clipboard.
2: Yeah, it's really close between him and Crow. Yeah. So I guess that's that's how I'll finish the quarterback episode. I'll be really pumped if they get one of those two guys. You know, you can say like, oh, you should wait till Bryce Young or or Stroud or all these other guys. Like but you're gonna You could
3: say that every year for the next You could say that every year
2: there's always gonna be a Detroit exactly. Lions and, and these other teams that are gonna be way ahead yeah. of you. Like you're not gonna have access to those guys and I do like the fit of Malik and hearing that he's a really smart guy and he's uh very coachable and stuff like that. And then obviously Tom and loving him, that's cool. Guess who else Tom loved? He loved Mason Rudolph, man. Like we all knew the whole offseason, he's he's grinning behind him in every workout. So take that with a grain of salt, but I came away from it being impressed with just the game of college football and and the athleticism of these quarterbacks, but also thinking, like, man, a lot of these guys don't know how to play quarterback. They know how to, like, play football. And then I'd be excited if they got Malik or Corral, and I'd be pretty pissed off if they took anybody else in the first round because I would sort of look at that as, like, you just set the team back. In, in such a tremendous – I don't even want to say like three or four years because, like, well, you know that you don't just have to restart the quarterback. Like, Cam's gone. Like, TJ's old now. So, like, I, I don't know how much I love that. But then, hey, maybe getting Kenny Pickett is, like, the equivalent of getting uh, Kirk. Nah, no,
3: no,
2: no, don't. Kirk's actually pretty you,
3: good. you stopped yourself before you even said it.
2: <laughs> and actually, you know what? I did stop. If they don't get them that the, – the quarterback – if it doesn't fall for them this year, I would prefer that they yeah. wait and try to get Kirk next year and that would be my preferred method of like let's try and win the super bowl with a, a killer team although damn it he's expensive yeah. no this is for another episode yeah yeah
1: <laughs> look the quarterback episode is not done until i say it's done because i want to talk about my sentimental favorite oh yeah dustin crumb of kent the kent state flashes 6-1 210 flashes probably doesn't accurately describe him um And he's a fan favorite because I went to Kent State in my freshman year. And the Golden Flashes went 1-10. and And when I tell you the quarterback stats was a guy who threw six touchdowns and 17 interceptions. And he had the best ratio of any quarterback Uh, until 1987. So, as I have read about Dustin Crum, the best that they have said about him is, his sluggish release is backed up (laughs) by a lack of zip. (laughs)
2: All right, Listen. That's what they said about Julian Edelman too. Yeah, see where that happened got to him yeah. at Kent State.
1: Hey, but before we before we leave that, so we have had we've picked up five player five draftees from Kent State since 1960. The last one being
2: James Harrison. No, no, uh, a linebacker. No, no. Dree, Dree Archer. Archer. Dree Archer. I got it. I got it. I got it. You
0: heard me. No, Harrison. We
1: picked up later. We didn't draft him. No, I said Dree him,
2: Archer. But... I said Dree Archer at the same time you did. He was terrible. He didn't do anything uh jack but you lambert. know who wasn't ter- okay exactly. jack lambert uh 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 a uh, mean james harrison julian edelman i mean this is uh, what more do you want this is it's a golden flash you can count on him josh cribs am i right
1: i was just talking about so. guys from kent state that the steelers drafted they moved on from kent state to toledo so we can now move on to our <laughs> sponsors
2: athletic greens Tons of people take a multivitamin, not me. I just take a bunch of powder and I put it into a drink and I drink it up and I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start my day right. If you can tell, I just took a large scoop of Athletic Greens and I just got way too psyched up when I tried to read as an adult who speaks on a microphone here. And the reason why I got so excited is just because this special blend of ingredients supports my gut health my nervous system my immune system my energy clearly recovery focus well nothing really helps that and aging it's lifestyle friendly adapts to a wide range of diets no sugar it's just three bucks a day as well no gmos none of that crap it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially since there's like some crazy flu out there man Uh, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast, free, live. Audio only, sports, talk, arguments, debates, post-game breakdowns, breaking news, reactions, platform. It's free to download and easy to use. ColorCast, everybody. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders, podcasters, and everybody in real time. You can share your own experiences on the app with like-minded people and form a fun little community. And if by little, I mean massive across the globe. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group.
1: Hey, we're going long, but we cannot leave this podcast without talking about this last story. And, and David, and, uh, it's right in our David and my's backyard. Yeah, the hits keep coming from the for the Washington Commanders. As you probably know, the team is being investigated for allegedly creating a hostile workplace and culture. The uh, latest allegation is that the commanders allegedly withheld ticket revenue from the NFL. So I think the way it works is 40% of your ticket revenue for home games goes to a league-wide pool that's split among the other teams. Um, Just as a little bit of information, Washington had, I think, the lowest attendance in 2021. You don't say. And and it had the highest attendance. If you're looking at they split the attendance down between home and away games. Washington and Detroit had the highest percentage of attendees at its away games compared to its uh, 60% of its attendees were brought in at away games. So they just kept getting hit on the chin. I mean, Dan Snyder was suspended. His wife theoretically has been CEO. Uh, Anheuser-Busch recently cut ties. It's his fourth largest sponsor, cutting $4 million a year away from the revenue. So... The team denies the allegations. It does look like uh, this is kind of a, this might be a stretch. It it sounds like this is a leak from a former, perhaps disgruntled employee with an axe to grind. So this has not been proven. It's just another allegation they don't need heaped on top of some other bad news created, like self-inflicted wounds.
2: Normally, we'd say just move on because they just, they're invincible. Dan Snyder is invincible. But apparently pro football talk and florio and other people are saying like look like congress is getting involved this may finally be the straw that breaks the camel's back and gets washington which is an incredible football town people people will not care at all about the nationals and the caps the caps got huge david when we were in high school well, that's when they got ovechkin and you know they were given the honor of playing against Sidney crosby in event year in the playoffs they did well once or twice but uh they will drop the caps like a hot piece of poop coming from the fedex field pipe bursting on jalen hurts if the washington football team commanders are good uh this would be so awesome if he was out of there then just move the damn stadium back into dc instead of this landover crap and and get going do you have any emotional reaction to this because we're both you know steelers patriots fans but we're we're both Fans of the Washington team, that's where we grew up. I want my mom to be happy. I want our friends from high school to be happy who literally aren't fans of the team anymore. It, it's sad. Like Pat held on for a long time, or buddy, and then he even he gave up. And I said, like, wow, it's sad to see a man broken like that. You know? But uh, do, you, do you have any reaction at all? Or are you like, no, nah, I'll believe when I see it.
3: Uh, no, when I first saw it, the Congress thing was a kind of an eye-opener. Um, I mean, when, th- when that gets into it, I, I pray to the football gods. This is true. If they can get Schneider out, it would be awesome because then they're gonna get some billionaire to buy it and make the and be willing to actually make this team like a good team and maybe get some better uh, vibes in there overall. But um, they were a
2: legendary franchise.
3: Oh, I know. Can you believe he that? Destroyed
2: like, it. Yeah, I know the Jets and the in Detroit. They've never had success. Yeah, like he Washington it. was a powerhouse in the '80s and yeah. '90s.
3: Yeah, and just destroyed by this little pipsqueak who yeah. everyone hates. Don't you know, Snyder? Crab cakes and football
2: is what Maryland does. Not tax He's never evasion had a crab and cake sexual assault. He does He wouldn't even know a crab cake if it him bit in him in his hit his on ass. the nose. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, gentlemen. Any idea about uh, who we want to cover? What position we want to cover next week?
2: Probably do the receivers. Let's do all the fun stuff first. And also because the Steelers are definitely taking receiver within the first three rounds, if not the first two. So Sky Moore is coming to the, to the Steelers. Let me just talk
1: Love about that. Unbelievable name. Well. All right, looking forward next week to the oh, wide receiver you. episode. Thank you again, David, for spending all the time doing the analysis that you did. Yes, thank you. Everybody out there, hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Shoot us an email at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Tune in next week for our wide receiver podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers.
2: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
3: We're driven by
1: the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this.